everybody, and welcome to another episode of Too Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies that we have not seen based on nothing but their weird description. I'm Brantley. And I'm Albert. And the first movie we're going to be talking about today is one of those movies that has a title that you just have to say. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, there's it. description, and the description's good too, but the title is basically everything you could ever want in a movie. Okay. Polterheist. That's amazing. <laughs> That is amazing. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I know, right? Okay, so, okay, first off, options. Yep, yep, hit me. I'm... Are they ghosts robbing a place? Or they're robbing a place that is haunted, which is the least interesting one? Third oh, really? one, the one that interests me the most, are they stealing a ghost? Oh, like, okay, well, it has to be like an artifact, right? I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense to steal. A spirit. Now, see, in this universe, ghosts are confirmed, and they're tourist attractions. So you're using, like, a Ghostbuster-style ghost-sucker trap yeah, thing? Yeah, it's like stealing a Mona Lisa, only the Mona Lisa is a dead soul. And they're going to ransom or sell it to a collector. Okay, I like this. It's gotta be a value. What makes a ghost valuable in this ghost-stealing uh, Very famous person. So, like, Elvis, uh... Jesus. Right? Uh, don't steal Jesus' soul. Well, one um, would don't argue put Jesus he's not dead. <laughs> and also, um, his spirit is uh, relatively powerful. Ramses or something? Yeah, no. Good luck with that, guys. <laughs> um, King Arthur. King Arthur would be good. Who may or may not exist, but still. It's a movie. We can make him no, exist. That's fair, yeah. <laughs> what if it's an animal ghost? So, like a dinosaur? Yeah. <laughs> They would have to be... It's that lady from Ouija House. They're stealing her (laughs) T-Rex. Wow, that callback is so ancient. I'm not sure I get it. We, I uh, I remember Ouija House. I don't know why we decided she had a T-Rex, but that was like her roommate. It was the ghost of a T-Rex or something. (laughs) Okay, okay. Let's get into what actually happens in the movie. The film centers around two dim-witted, low-level gangsters. Tariq and Boxy. Their name are Harry Marv to me, but continue. Alright. After their boss, Frank, disappears with 15 grand of drug money, <laughs> not that much money. Like, you can't call your movie with anything with heist in the title and then be stealing $15,000. Uh, not that long ago. Okay. I mean, in 1995, $15,000 is not a heist. That's a heist. It's a low stakes heist. I mean, I realize these guys are low level crooks and they're not very bright, as we've already learned in the opening sentence. That's but more money than I have. Fifteen grand <laughs> is a good bank robbery. Yeah. Okay. I'm not calling that a heist. <laughs> I I refuse. That does feel more like you robbed a store than a bank, honestly. Yes. Um, the Norths. I guess their last name is North. Answer to the Godfather, Uday, who gives Tariq and Boxy, who gives Tariq and Boxy seventy-two hours to recover both Frank and the missing money. There's just one problem: Frank is dead. They just murdered him. Oh. Okay. This is going in good places. I like it. Continue. Following a visit to Frank's former wife, Tracy, the likelihood of finding the cash 
is slim. That is, until the pair kidnap a psychic medium yes. <laughs> known for helping the police to solve an age-old pedophile murder case. Irony. And force her to contact Frank from beyond. You know, these guys, it says they're dumb, but at least they're thinking outside the box <laughs> to solve their problems. They're thinking outside the coffin. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they're not just like, well, we're doomed. But again, this is not that much money. I feel like you'd be like, hey, so we killed him for, turni- for uh, you know, turning on you. We don't know what you did with the money. Here is literally the body. Sorry, boss. I, well, it is the mob, though. And they're not known for being super forgiving of mistakes. Especially in movies version of the mob. Yeah. But again, like their response for he betrayed you was we shot him or stabbed him or he's dead now. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> Through unspecified means, but yeah. I like the you mentioned that they're thinking outside the box. I actually think that that's an interesting property of of fools. Mm-hmm. You know, because the fool is not somebody you want to have around, but the one benefit to the fool is he doesn't realize how stupid the idea that might work is. <laughs> so crazy, it just might work. I, I've been thinking a lot about the Jack and the Beanstalk mythology. Mm-hmm. Not the part where he goes up into the cloud and steals the harp from the dragon, because that's like super ancient, right? Everybody has the guy goes to the monster and steals the thing. But I'm actually interested in the origin of the bean part of the mythology. I don't know where it comes from. The, uh, the salesman. Why is a cow with him? No, I know where the beans come from. <laughs> I'm seeing like tracking the where did he get the beans? Of the story. Oh, okay. Who is tacks on to the beginning of this? You know, guy going and slaying the dragon and getting his stuff. Giant. Dragon, giant. It, it doesn't matter. Okay. Like mythologically, it's the same deal. Okay. Hero goes, kills big thing, gets stuff, mm-hmm. comes back home with stuff. All right? right, that's like typical. That's the most basic story that has ever been told, and it's been told for as long as we've been telling stories. Yeah. Um, but the bean part is interesting to me. I was thinking about like, okay, what does that mean? Like, killing the dragon's easy, right? You go, you do the difficult thing, you get the money. That's that's sort of basic. People understand that, mm-hmm. uh, and that's relatively true. What what can we learn from the bean side of things? And I realized... It's the barrier to entry? Because he's up in the clouds? Well, no, no. But I realized what it's telling us is... What it told me, anyway, is that even the ideas that seem stupid might be worth trying. Okay. Like, Jack comes home with these magic beans. He sold his cow for them. Any objective person would say, you idiot. Like his mom? (laughs) Yes. Why did you sell our cow and get these magic beans? But it does turn out that this was, in fact, a good decision. That's why right. it's good to have a lot of different people trying a lot of different stuff. Because the thing that looks like a complete idiot move to anybody else might, in fact, be the thing that saves the world. Like penicillin. Yes. And you got to have everybody out there trying it. That's why democracy is so great. Because everybody gets to, like, try their stupid idea. Right. And if your stupid idea wins, then, you know, we get to live with it for several years, at least. <laughs> and see if we like it. Democracy's great. Accurate. All right, Bradley's got our next... Ep- okay. Oh, wait, did I finish this? I don't know. Uh, That's why I said what's next. Oh, okay. There's a final sentence here that I did not read. 
Um, what follows is a series of plots to recover the money holding Frank's beloved Lucy as collateral. <laughs> so, apparently it's going to get kind of slapsticky. Yeah. Uh, I wish it wasn't. I know that the I mean, the second you, the second you open, one, you have that name, the second you open with two kind of dumb thugs. Yes. It's, again, I, they're, they're, they're what band is from. But the Hello. stealing something in a ghost house? That's fine. It could you you said that's the least interesting iteration of the idea, and you might be right. That's the least. It's not uninteresting. It's not uninteresting. It's just they are robbing a house. What happens to be haunted? Um, if it's a comedy, you have the ghosts like banded together to defend the house. I don't want a comedy. I know. I guess probably because I know this already is a comedy, but I want this to be serious. I don't even need it to be like there can be horror elements, but I actually really like the idea of like the ghosts complicating the heist. But elements of the heist still going forward. So like Ocean's Elevens, but there's also like a ghost. Yeah. Like a hot dickens. Okay, now I want Ocean's Elevens, but that casino's like haunted by Al Capone or something. <laughs> I need it to be in like a mansion. Yeah. And like the windows are barred. Like so it is you a have... stupid fancy house that just sat for a while. It's Hillhurst House from whatever. Yeah, yeah. That'll work. And there's also other things that are they have to, like there's probably traps. Mm-hmm. Or locks that they have to get through. It's the house. It's, it's basically the Winchester Mansion or something. Oh yeah. Rob that. <sighs> <laughs> good we luck robbing such that. Such good stories on this podcast. <laughs> I don't, we don't ever do anything with them because we can't. But dag nabbit. My favorite part. <laughs> Brantley's got our next one. Brantley, what's our next movie right, about? Next up, we have Spider Baby or the Maddest Story Ever Told. I, yeah, I mean, you could have just stopped with Spider Baby, and <laughs> you'd have to be like, guys, no, this one's crazy. No, it's not an AKA, this is, that's the full title. I know, I know, <laughs> but I'm saying, like, appending on, like, once you've said the words Spider Baby, <laughs> you, to keep, don't gild the lily. The lily is already made out of gold. In this instance, that I've messed up the metaphor, but the point is, just stop once you've said Spider Baby. Alright. You good? Alright. I actually do, do want to also point out that this harkens back to the era when all superheroes had baby iterations for some reason. Yeah, I was thinking that when you were talking about, like, I don't think Spider-Man ever got that. No, but we need it to be... I mean, you had Superboy, which is just Superman as a baby, and then Pat Baby was Batman was turned into a baby. Isn't there a Super Baby also? Um, there, there are stories from when Superman was a baby. There's not a separate Super Baby. There's a separate Superboy, but that's a clone. Right. Sometimes. I could have sworn that there was a Bat Baby and a Superman Baby. There may be. Like, at around the same time. There's also a comic from the far future where Batman and Superman's descendants, who are Superboy and Batboy, respectively, just have a computer list and look into the past. Silver Age is weird. Okay. Anyways, Schaefer Bruno, played by Lon Chaney Jr., Yay! looks after three strange siblings at their family estate. Ralph, Virginia, and Elizabeth all suffer from an inherited condition. A genetic disorder that causes a reversal in mental age and results in a crazed, childlike disposition. This is actually horrifying. Yeah. I think it can kind of happen IRL, too. Mm -hmm. Although, I don't know that it happens normally to all three siblings in a family. Because of his affection for the family, Bruno covers up the siblings' bizarre behavior and crimes that they commit, I guess. 
But when relatives arrive at the family estate, the truth is bound to come out. So they're essentially the crazy people locked in the attic. Mm-hmm. Only their whole house, and they have right. Bruno, who looks after them. And he's like, okay, guys, you're, like, grown-up babies, I guess. I'll deal with it. I'll- this is 67, so he's probably, like, lunch Angel is probably 50 or 60 himself at this point. Right, yeah, he's just, he's playing a classic caretaker type. Yeah. We've seen this kind Dude, of movie been, before. He's probably been taking care of this family for a while, like, in the story. Right, there was, what was the movie from a couple weeks back? I forget the title. I know, I, I, I shouldn't, because I read it, but the, <laughs> uh, like, the guy had his son in the attic or something, and his son was, son had been possessed by a demon or whatever, and he was trying to keep him, uh, locked up, but then some people came in from the moor in their car, and, you don't remember this? Vaguely? Yeah, anyway, and then the, 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 the locked up crazy person and or possessed person now starts to cause trouble and potentially kill people even though the person caring for them doesn't want that to happen. Right. Uh, and is trying to keep it a secret. Is that all of that description? Yeah, that was very short. Very short. You got any more? I do. Okay, hit me with another one. Santo y Blue Demon contra Dracula y el Hombre Lobo. And what is that in English? Uh, Santo and Blue Demon versus Dracula and the Wolfman. Who is Santo and Blue Demon? Is that Santo one of these? and Blue Demon are luchadors. Yes, <laughs> I've seen one of these movies. Not this movie. Yeah, the uh, the one I saw is a Rift Tracks. Uh, it's called Super Argo. There is this fascinating thing where, like the WWE, the uh, whatever the relevant luchador league in Mexico. They would make movies, but they would make them in their mass character persona. Yeah. So it would not be The Rock as, you know, a boat captain. It would be Dwayne Johnson is fighting a monster. <laughs> no, it would be... It, it wouldn't be Dwayne Johnson. It would be... Ray Mysterio. Dwayne Johnson being The Rock. Yeah, yeah. In the movie, he would... They, they're I guess the better would be, like, The Undertaker. Character, I guess? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Undertaker or Ray Mysterio, um... In yeah. costume. Yeah. Because uh, The Rock was just buff, I guess. He didn't have a... Uh, he was a heel for a little bit. Did he wear makeup as a heel? No, he was just, you know, kind of a bad dude. No, I'm saying, like, he didn't have a costume. No, yeah. Whereas, like, it, some of these guys do. So, yeah. and the luchadors, their whole thing is they don't ever take off the mask. No. If they do, it's a dishonor. They've been dishonored. They sometimes stop wrestling after that. <laughs> Do they actually never take it off, or is it like a thing in The Mandalorian where, like, they take it off in private, but never when anybody sees them? I think it's like that one. I don't okay. really fully fully know. Okay. And it's not my culture, so I don't want to just... No, I, mean, I Yeah. I, oh, fair enough. <laughs> and it was from 1972. So we got two Luchadors fighting Dracula and, and who? the Wolfman. <laughs> okay. Mass wrestling champion and occasional crime fighter, El Santo. Once again, saves Mexico from the ravages of undying monsters in this blend of grappling and horror. <laughs> Dracula's also a wrestler in this, I assume, yes? Of course, everyone is. Everybody was kung fu wrestling? Everyone was lucha libre. Yeah, okay. Dun, 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 dun. That stays. <laughs> El Santo is challenged to a match by fellow wrestler El Angel Blanco. The white... Angel. Angel, okay. Yep. And while the great fighter is busy in the ring, two legendary monsters, the vampire Dracula, and a werewolf named Rufus Rex, 
are brought back to life by his enemies. So there's this plot to distract him with the fight, which he would have done anyway. I'm assuming he's a the wrestler. fight is just on the up and up. It's just like we're gonna wrestle, and it's like, wow, he's distracted. Well, we'll raise these monsters oh, okay. to destroy El Santo. For some reason, I thought it was like a plot. <laughs> but then, so Rufus Rex, that's pretty cool. It's King Dog, King Wolf, something like that. Uh, Rex is king. Rex is king in Latin. Um, well, I mean, it's a Latin, it's a Romance language, so I'm yeah, sure but in, king in Spanish is rain. Uh, maybe other words like how we have king. We have. I'm. I'm not saying it's a Spanish for king. I'm saying yeah, they probably used it the same way. We use Latin. Fair enough. Uh, sometimes. And then what was the the Dracula's name? Dracula what? Dracula. Oh, I thought there was something else. Before. No, he's he's the vampire Dracula. Okay. I know who Dracula is. I just yeah. thought they gave him a name. No, other than that. they gave him a Dracula. <laughs> As the monsters roam free and threaten the life of Los Santos' closest friends, he teams up with a fellow wrestling icon, Blue Demon, to vanquish the creatures once and for all. I cannot tell you how on board I am with this entire concept. <laughs> These Lucha Lady movies are so much fun. I I don't understand the Lucha Libre thing exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's difficult to go too far down the road I've I've encountered it like I said I watched the Super Argo movie and in that he's essentially Batman mm -hmm. like as a wrestler he has an underground lair he is he ha still has his wrestling profession yeah that he does but then he also fights crime yep um I have not watched them but there are a few El Santo movies and he was an actual wrestler who was just very popular who just got his own movies. Also, as a point of reference, people who have seen Nacho Libre, the guy who plays... Uh, I forget the name of the wrestler. Uh, the gold face. The uh, the actual good wrestler in the movie. not going to be able to help you with this. Haven't seen that movie. You haven't seen Nacho Libre? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. It's a good movie. Not as good as Napoleon Dynamite, I don't think. Although Well, I didn't like Napoleon Dynamite, so you're not selling the movie to me very well. Okay. There's a part where he... He goes to steal some eagle eggs, but they don't give him any powers. Eagle power, yeah. You've quoted that before. <laughs> I think you quoted that. They don't that. give him any nutrients either. Yeah, I think you quoted that in our Assassin's Creed video we did for, Amer for the uh, American Day. Um, so, um, uh, where was I going with that? Uh, anyway, gold Mask Dude. Yes, the Gold Mask Dude in Nacho Libre is an actual lucha luchador in Mexico that they cast to play himself. In the, so they they, they brought that the tradition, tradition yeah. back <laughs> in the Americanized version of it, uh, which I thought was really neat. Do they still do this? Do you think? I are they are there still luchadors in movies in Mexico? There must be. Well, I don't know that there must be. It it was a real like for like twenty years. It was a good strong part of their culture. So I imagine they are, but luchador movies. Not on Netflix, but thank you for the option. Well, we had Lucha Mexico from two, uh, 2015. So. Not about luchadors. I mean, they kind of are, but. There's Santo versus Frankenstein's daughter, but that's back in 71. We gotta do an El Santo series. At, yeah, at some point. we're blowing this one on. Uh, we, we, there's probably a bunch of other ones, too. I mentioned Super Argo. Luchador films, there we go. This seems like the kind of thing that died out in, like, the early 90s, and I'm sad about it. So, however, such films are still being created, uh, including the trilogy of Mil Mascaras, 
Films beginning with 2007's Mel Mascaris vs. the Aztec Mummy. Remember that one? Didn't we cover that one? Yeah, we did. That was like episode like five. Frankenstein? I think we called it Frankenstein vs. the Aztec Mummy. That sounds right. Which might actually be a different movie. Hmm? If, if... The, this, the one you're looking at might be a remake. A polka or something was the, the, the Aztec warrior from that, right? Yeah. Yeah. You remember these episodes way better than I do. <laughs> I don't have as much going on. Uh, that's accurate. Taking a complete left turn from that, we're going to finish up with Bottom Feeder. Oh. Which I have noted down here is from 2007. I haven't done very many of the years that these movies came out in the last couple episodes, but this one I have noted. Yeah. Working on a cleanup crew, Vince Stoker. A great last name. And his crew... Vince Stoker is a 80s detective who gets on his boss's nerves. Vince Stoker! Yeah, he's a loose cannon, but he you're gets the job done. The job done. <laughs> Get out of my office! The mayor is always right in his boss's butt. You caused it. $80 million in property damage! But you got that two drug dealers. <laughs> that is one of the best jokes of the other guys. A misdemeanor in some states worth the uh, $20 million in property damage you did? Let's that sentence in New York. Greatest city in the world! <laughs> That's an underrated movie. It's so underrated! Okay, okay. We have to learn about this guy's uh, crew, though. Come on, Vince Stoker, bring it consists on. of Otis and Callum. So it, Vince, he's, so working on a cleanup, uh, cleanup crew, Vince Stoker... There is 100% that cleanup crew was just code for they work for the mob with those names. <laughs> Vince, Otis, and Callum? Yeah, well, no, they clean up after the mob. Well, they welcome his niece, Sam... To the family business. ...when they are assigned to a new job. Mm. Yeah, 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 okay, let's keep going. Vince, my, con my cousin Vinny needs some help. Clean up for him. Arriving at the facility, uh -huh. an abandoned medical testing lab. The mob is really branching out. <laughs> They're trying to make it's super the soldiers. Hey, uh, Rick and Mortar, that helps you get money. I thought you were going to say Rick and Morty. No. I, I can imagine the mob doing this, especially at the, well, I don't know, maybe they're still in power and they've convinced us all that they're a joke, but especially at the height of their power, you know, like... We want the guys who are super strong. You mean like back in World War II when the government had to contract them to protect their docks? Yes. Um, they go through the facility down into the tunnel system below. While searching through the facility... That's not your job! You're a cleanup crew! Get the mops out! That's abandoned. Maybe they're cleaning up to make it, you know... Maybe. The group, we're assuming they're not working for the mob. The group is soon ambushed by a large creature living in the tunnels. Ooh, tunnel beasts. They soon find the source of the giant rats. <gasps> as being caused... As being the cause of a chemical drug used by the ailing Charles Deaver. Okay, so whatever he... The drug he needs to prolong his life or whatever, make him healthy, has to be processed through the body of the rats. That sounds reasonable. Which also makes them big. Whatever he injects initially makes them big. Or he just read them to be huge so it's easier to get more out of. Well, there's more to this sentence. Charles Deaver, who had requested the drug to help him 
but a side effect of them caused a mutation that turned them feral and huge. Okay, so, you, again... You, they need to stop saying them so much, because we don't know if he's talking about the drugs or the rats. Or Vinny. Or Vinny, or the cleanup <laughs> crew, or the mob. Okay, Vinny and the cleanup crew also sounds like a uh, punk band from the 80s. But... <laughs> oh, I, I thought there was something after the butt. No, um... I can't, it sound, so he's injecting that into the rats, it sounds like. Yes, or, this is a poorly written... Or slash description. They're feeding on his waste from the drug, and it's causing them to be big. Maybe. And it's just poorly worded, and he's just injecting to himself. It is poorly worded, no matter what the truth is. Yes. <laughs> they find the source of the giant rats as being the cause of a chemical drug. So that they're the way the sentence is written, the rats they, they, are the cause of the drug. Yeah, I'm thinking it's being because I'm, of. I think there's supposed to be a B there. Yes. Um, a B and an E, rather. It is called bottom feeder, though. I think that just means because it's like... They're well, it's because they're part of the mobs rats. and they're feeding off the lower people. Uh, okay. but <laughs> it's actually a very intelligent title that actually has nothing to do with the rats. <laughs> oh, if we assume it's the mob, there's a bunch of comparisons to the mob being a plague on this town. <laughs> okay. Because rats. Okay, so the end of this sentence, like, a side effect of them caused a mutation that turned them feral and huge, and also, are the cause of their slowly disappearing numbers. I guess, you know, they're missing a three and a seven, and... The bigger the grats get, the smaller they are. Clearly it's the cause of the chemical, and not because they're eating each other. Or maybe it is, and they're just dying off. Or it's case... the people, like the cleaning crew, has disappearing numbers? Yeah, there's like five of them. There's four of them. Yeah, it's Vinny, Otis... Was that one Klaus? Karloff? Uh, Vinny... Vince. Vince. Otis, and Callum. Callum, and then the niece. Yes, who's Sam. Yeah. Probably short for Sam Antha. Mm-hmm. Finally finding a way to stop the creatures. Spoilers, I guess. They set out to get away from the sewers with the creature crawling around, killing everyone it can. So, okay, so I'm assuming... Poorly written, but I'm guessing there's giant rant... Giant rants and a giant other creature humanoid... Swamp Dweller thing. Well, it says Dwindling Numbers, and again, there's only five named characters except for maybe the boss. So maybe... Who the... I think I invented because they said they were the mob. Right. Anyway, so, so maybe you're saying the rats are the Dwindling Numbers? That's what it sounds like, because it's their increased size and misuse of the word feral, but whatever. Uh, and then they're just either dying off. So over the course of the movie, the rats are getting bigger and bigger, but they're getting smaller. Probably excused by the plot, but really because puppets are cheap or expensive. Bigger right. puppets. Um, and then eventually there's just one super rat chasing down the hallway. Or tunnels. Or maybe the rats are fusing. Oh, I like it's that. It's like a rat king. But I mean, it says the creature crawling around killing everyone it can. And, so, but the, the drug is the cause of their slow disappearing numbers. I don't know. Maybe there's homeless people in the tunnels? Maybe it's a rat king. Yeah. Like a giant rat, rat king. And it's rolling around or something. Like, instead of all the tails being together, it's, like, got tails hooked up for arms and shoulders and legs and stuff. It's like the big ball of zombies from uh, Zombieland. Z Nation, Z Nation yes. Yeah. <laughs> Only it's a big ball of rats. I hope that there are people who get that reference. I'm um, sad that that show went down the hill so bad. And Z Nation, zombies. First off, look up a uh, Rat King, and it's that, but with zombies. 
Yeah. But gross. That was a good effect. Oh, and not like outstanding, but it was cool. Did it you was, have you watched the Asian? No, but it was all over the Sci-Fi Channel like trailer for the show oh. <laughs> on the uh, like YouTube and stuff. Yeah, it was it was decent. They had flashes of brilliance. Also, Big Ball Zombies is a fun fun series of words to say. <laughs> I think they called it the Zomble Weed. That's less fun. That's still fun, but that's less fun. <laughs> Well, I think that is going to do it for us for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, tell a friend about us. Subscribe to us on whatever podcast app you enjoy. And we will see you guys next time with another episode of Too Weird Did Not Watch. Bye, guys. Bye.